You're listening to The Collective Church Podcast. For more information, please visit our website, thecollectivechurch.ca.za. Wow. These are really special holy moments. They really are. These are moments that change everything. Right? In moments like this, when the Holy Spirit comes in, He changes everything. I mean, you can feel that incredible, gentle softness of the Spirit, how He's ministering today. Can you feel His tenderness? Do you feel Him looking after your heart? Sure. So we are one week back into real life. And it feels like many, many, not because it's just totally overwhelming, but just so many things have happened over the last week. I mean, literally, last Friday we we re-entered. And what's gone down in this last week, it just confirms what I was speaking about last week, that the Lord is going ahead of us. He's preparing things. Just so much has happened. And challenge as well, right? But the Lord is doing something beautiful and new. And... um, so one week in, and yesterday I really got the opportunity to smoke my first brisket. So, <laughs> so that, hey? brisket. Brisket, yeah, yeah. So uh, things can only look up from there, right? Um, it's going to be a good, good year. Um, you know, last, last week I spoke about the fact that we're going into a new season, that we're entering into a new decade um, of 2020. And the Lord has beautiful, amazing plans and wants to establish new things. He wants to give us blueprints, right, for the next season on how to live our lives uh, individually, for our families, for our friends, for our workplaces, for our city. He wants to give us plans and blueprints. When I say that, it's like His plans and purposes, His heart, His desires and dreams that He wants to establish and have grow in in our lives. And uh, I spoke briefly on... What I just feel like are four foundational things that we are focusing over on over the next while. Um, obviously, Jesus being our chief cornerstone that we get to build with a beautiful Father. I mean, that just meets us with such tenderness. He is the foundation that we build on. I spoke about us being known. Uh, the fact that that's my word for the year, that we are known, deeply, deeply known by the Father and how that is a good foundation and then also the sum of our past experiences, all those things, the things that we thought were a write-off and a waste, the Lord has pulled those things together for us to build off of, and he's, the good, He takes further, the difficulties, the challenges, the bad, He redeems, and He gets us to, to use that as a sure footing and a good foundation. And then finally each other. Friends, I'm getting more and more convinced how much we need each other. We cannot do this alone. There are moments when our arms are weakened down and they need to be held higher. And uh, the value of community and the believers and this body is so incredible. And so I think it will be great over the next while to unpack some of those foundational things and actually meditate in them until a place where they actually become real, right? Um, Okay, so we're building for the next decade. Okay, we've, we've, we're saying, okay, but now real life hits. And there's some of you that like, okay, yes, Lord, blueprints. You're excited. You want to get going for the year. And uh, you've got a vision uh, for, for what he wants to do. And you want him to like install those things and, and clarify them. There might be others here this morning that like blueprints. Like, why would I even ask for a blueprint? 
Because you, if you haven't got an expectation, an active expectation that something good is around the corner, that there's something good coming up for you, why would you even ask him for a plan to start going down those roads, right? If you don't see a bright future. And so, guys, I really want to encourage you this morning that we are not put on this earth to eke out a survival, to pay the bills, to just get by, to make our way through the difficulties and challenges and just try and make it out the other end. I, was, I had a, a meeting with someone this week, and it's just like, that's all we can look at is survival, right? All we can do is try and survive right now. That is not the Father's best plan for you. It is not His, um, his desire for you. You know, He wants to release heavenly plans through our lives, Amen. where we get to demonstrate the, like, the love of God into our communities, into our families, into our own hearts, right? To receive His love. And to demonstrate his creativity. There are amazing things that he has up for you and for us to walk into over this next year and into, into the next decade. And so if we're going to build something amazing, if Jesus has something amazing that he wants to build, we have to have an expectation that it's going to be good, right? That it's getting better. That this actually is a glory to glory kingdom. That it is an ever increasing kingdom. Not just a surviving, getting by kingdom. Let's see what happens kingdom. And if we are going to experience that, friends, we need to be rooted in Jesus. And knowledge, when I say rooted, a knowledge of Jesus. What he's done for you. What he's accomplished for you. The spaces that he opens up for you. That has to be our overarching truth. Jesus is our cornerstone that we get to build on. If we're going to experience, and that what I mean is actually, that means you feel it, right? You experience an ever-increasing kingdom. Not something to talk about or to sing about. But we live in the real world, right? We still live in a fallen world, and we experience setbacks. And how many of you can identify with a... Uh, an emotional life or a, a spiritual life or combination, because those affect each other, of a roller coaster. You up, you're doing great, and then you down, like right at the bottom. And then you up, and you're doing amazingly right, and then you down. And we equate that to like, oh, I'm close to God. Oh, I'm so far from God. And we, we're wrestling in this, um, these spaces sometimes where I believe we don't really need to wrestle in those spaces. In this life, we will have trouble, right? It doesn't mean you are void of emotion, void of challenge, void of conflict. In fact, actually, no, we're called to delve into every single emotion, but it needs to be an invitation to bring us back to Him. Every emotion. It's not like, oh, well, I can't feel sadness. There's moments when we grieve. My colleague directed our company this week, lost his mom. He's down in PE at the moment, grieving. You know, it's not like, oh, we're skipping through the daisies and life is just, you know, pretend, believe, and everything will go right. No, no, sometimes things don't go right, right? But when those things happen, we don't have to experience being at the bottom of the pit. We have a loving father, a loving intercessor that knows what we go through and can carry us through it. And so I'm saying, 
we, as we were saying earlier in this, uh, in, during worship, we don't have to put up with heaviness. Can we experience sadness? Yes. Can we experience heaviness, oppression, things that hold you down and feel like you're starting from the very beginning, um, like snakes and ladders, right? Going back to square one. That's where that's, that term came from, from snakes and ladders. It's going back, square one. And I wanted to call this uh, sermon, this uh, encouragement this morning, Snakes and Ladders, <laughs> for that reason. And, um, you know, we were introduced to the, the, the concept or the, the game got mentioned um, in, in December when Jude broke his arm. And they had done all the surgery and we were just about to be discharged. And I said to the doctor, what must we, is there anything we need to look out for? And he's like, you know, after all, everything was put together perfectly, right? He said, you need to watch out for infection. Because if he gets an infection, it's like snakes and ladders. Right back to the beginning. We're going to have to come back in. We're going to have to open up the arm. We're going to have to take the plates out. We're going to have to wash those down with disinfectant or... Um, and then we're going to have to redo the operation. So that was like, obviously, very big, wide eyes for us, you know, like, okay, we have to watch out for infection. And um, this thing of like going back to, right back to the beginning, back to square one. So I actually, I looked up the, the uh, snakes and ladders as it uh, came to mind. And it's amazing. It was actually invented in India. Um, and then it got taken through to the UK after that. But um, it was a morality game. It was a karma and morality game. Do this, get that, right? So this is what it said about uh, the game. The morality lesson of the game was that a person can attain salvation, which is moshka, through doing good, whereas by doing evil, one will inherit rebirth to lower forms of life. The number of ladders was less than the number of snakes as a reminder that the path of good is much more difficult to tread than a path of sins. Presumably, reaching the last square, number 100, represents the attainment of Moshka, which was spiritual liberation. Right? So it was a game of karma. Do this, get that. Do you want to just put up that, you know, that's like one of the first snakes and ladders. I mean, that's a very scary image, right? I mean, can you see those two eyes at the top staring down at you and the arm and the legs and that? It's like this. It's actually the concept of human effort of achieving your own salvation by your efforts and that it's a very evil thing. It's a very evil thing. Isn't it amazing though that that's not our story? Right? The rules have changed completely for us. There's no ladders to salvation. There is a ladder and his name is Jesus. Right, and he takes us from zero to block a hundred as our starting point, right? And so, you know, do we still have a life to live? It's not like okay, now we we've popped up into heaven. No, no, we've taken from 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 uh, block one to a hundred in one shot. That's where we seated. He seated us in heavenly places, but we still have a life to live, right? We've got a game still to play. We've got to go through all of those things um, that life brings at us. The things that want to trip us up. The snakes, the ladders, the thing of self-achievement, of go it, do it myself. All of those things that want to pull back at us 
The enemy is a very real enemy, and that's what he pulls you back to. Back to the, this evil way of trying to do life, of make a mistake and you are disqualified. You cannot continue. Um, start again. Start again. As opposed to this life where we call to live a glory to glory to glory life. Not devoid of those traps. We're still going to come across them, except the rules have changed for us, right? Um, so it's very much a kingdom now, but not yet. I was chatting with Sean earlier, and he's like, oh yeah, it's like becoming a dad or parents. You've become the parent, you're the parent, but you've still got a whole life to, to navigate in bringing this, this, this child up and maturing them. And, you know, but you are a parent. Our salvation has been achieved, and it's completely free. Um, now the modern day, if you can put up the next one, Mila, uh, that's like a bit more of a modern way. It's like a little bit prettier, right? It's not quite as scary, but it's just as evil, right? It's also based in all our self-effort and all our ladders and all the things and all our self, self, self of these things as opposed to realizing that we're actually completely free um, from the things that used to trip us up, the things that used to hold us back. We're free from those. And so, how does Jesus meet us in block one? What is our starting point? We can't just wishful think through things and say, oh, I'm wishing that this life is going to be better. How does he meet us in block one? And so, I wanted to read, um, uh, I said we're staying in Ephesians for a little bit over the next while, at least from my point when I preach. <laughs> um, our starting point in block one. Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 6. And his fullness, fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. It wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world, obeying the dark ruler and his earthly, of the earthly realm, who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth. The corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and desires of our self-life. We lived by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated, living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath like everybody else. But God still loved us with such great love. He's so rich in compassion and mercy, friends. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins in that space, he united us to the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him to block 100 into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. That's our starting point. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. It's now, it's now, it's now and not yet. But that is our starting point, co-seated with Christ. Uh, Ephesians 2 verse 7 to 9 says, Throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of His kindness. We get to be His visible display on this earth of His kindness and grace, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. Nothing we did could ever earn the salvation. For it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ, so that no one will ever be able to boast 
for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. Right? We can never boast by what we've done and how we've gotten to this place. And so when you're feeling very weak, it's okay. Right? That's the time that we fall back into block 100. Not fall back back into block one. We fall back into block 100, into that security that it's all been done. And from that place, with different rules, we actually get to engage. And we armored, and we've got, we've got the truth behind us um, that we can use as armor, actually, as we, as we make our way through life. Like I said, friends, we're not robots. We still have a life to live. We still have obstacles to overcome and challenges to do that. But that's why we need each other, and that's why we need the starting place of it's getting better. It's a glory-to-glory kingdom. Small setback, carry on. Small setback, carry on. Not going back to beginning. And so what does it look like? This life on earth. Ephesians 2 verse 10. What does that game look like as we go through those, those rungs, as we make our way through life to whatever age we make it on this planet? Ephesians 2 verse 7 says, or 10 says that we have become his poetry. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that beautiful? That as we make our way through this, this world, we are his poetry as a display. We have become his poetry, a recreated people, that we would fulfill the destiny he has given to each of us. It will be fulfilled. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we would do to fulfill it. All of the way through, he knows exactly all the beautiful things that we're going to do. Not beautiful works to achieve anything. No, beautiful works to become his poetry on this earth and to display his, his great love for this beautiful planet. And so if we are to experience a glory-to-glory life, right, what is our job to do? What is our privilege? What is it of being his poetry? It's actually to bring heaven and demonstrate heaven to every single obstacle that we face. That's what I was saying earlier in worship. This is when it becomes real. We are facing obstacles here. There are some of us here that are feeling really terrible in our hearts, possibly. Down in the dumps. That's when it becomes real to say, no, no. I'm actually going to bring heaven into this now. And what is that? There's no guilt. We sang about it. No guilt, no shame. Uh, everything that holds us back has been put, uh, put to, to death. And so that's what we can grab onto. And so we get to call, be part of this great game. And I just wanted to read a couple of scriptures to us just to encourage us. Encourage us where you are at the moment. Because that's what you can re- latch onto is the truth of of what God has done, right? Because I look at Ephesians, and for me it's like a crescendo, right? We, there is a block zero, and there's a block 100. Um, the block zero is, is our starting point. Block 100 is, um, it's our start and our end, right? In that we've hit, uh, th- there is a climax of the ages that's coming, right? So this, Ephesians talks about the beginning, it talks about the end, and it also talks beautifully about the in-between, as we're making our way on this game, on this life, um, so to speak. And so Ephesians 1 verse 4 talks about that start. He says, He chose us to be His very own, joining us to Himself 
even before he laid the foundations of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. That's our starting point, right? Ephesians 1 verse 4. Even that, the verse before that, Ephesians 1 3 says, Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father. The Father of our Lord Jesus. Why? All because he sees us wrapped up in Christ. Our starting point at block zero, before you start your day, okay, let's not bring it into beginning of ages, end of ages. Before you start your day, you have been lavished with every spiritual blessing that comes from heaven. That's your starting point. And so there's a good start. There's an even better end, right? But there's a climax of the ages. It's, Ephesians talks about that. 1 verse 10. It says, uh, talking about God's plan as we go through this. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme. Can you see the language of what it, it speaks about? There's no up and down. It will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of the ages finally reaches its climax. When God makes all things new in heaven and on earth through Jesus Christ. 1 verse 11. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. Right? So we're going from here to there and along the way, God is working out a plan and purposes and he's accomplishing everything that he set out to do. And so I want us to take courage in that, that you don't have to live a life of complete all fall down. Because in those moments, you can justifiably all fall down, right? But we actually end up playing by a different set of rules when we do that. We need to encourage ourselves, not be void of emotion, but every emotion is an invitation to an encounter with the Father and to come back to this glory-to-glory glory moment of building. Because what happens then? All of those disappointments, all of those things that we overcome, become our foundation. It becomes the sum of our past experiences that we get to stand on, and we get to stand on. Because that's what Jesus is doing. He's taking us from glory to glory. I love the fact that we have been... We're in this game, but we've got the game master with us, right? The Holy Spirit, right at block one, it's given to us, I love the Passion Translation, as an engagement ring is given to a bride. It says he, 114, it says, He is given to us like an engagement ring is given to a bride. As the first installment of what's coming, He is our hope promise of a future inheritance, which seals us until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom. All for the supreme glory and honor of our God. And so, Father, uh, Father, friends, what does it look like? We know the beginning. We know the end. There's a supreme plan with the beginning, and, a, and a, um, it will reign throughout all ages, and there's a climax at the end, right? It's a glory-to-glory glory kingdom. There's no context. It's been won. It's a matter of this unfolding plan happening. But what does it look like on earth for us now? How do we take courage and do our families and 
look after our families, our, our work. Uh, is, it like, is that even important? It is very important. And um, just to take courage that as we go through those things, that we actually get to experience a life of extreme power and victory. Uh, Ephesians 1, 11, uh, 19. I haven't even moved from Ephesians 1 yet. Um, I pray that you will continually experience, it's meant to be experienced, not to be wished and hoped for, that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. Right? So we get to experience an immense power working through us. And so I say that because in the moment of feeling completely overwhelmed, when, you know, the devil and his snakes would want to try and say, no, no, slide right down to the bottom again. In those moments, we need to remind ourselves, one, we're moving from here to there. The plan is one. Secondly, it is our very right inheritance to experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power working through us. It energizes us. And you know what? That is the new rules that we get to play with. That silences the enemy's accus- uh, accusation. It, it silences trap. You can step on that snakehead. You're not going to slip down to the very beginning because we've got the authority to actually rule over him. And we've got the authority and the knowledge, and we need to encourage ourselves that we have the very real um, right to experience God's uh, greatness, uh, his, his um, incredible, immeasurable power as it works through us. And so that's for the times when you feel really bad, again, to make it real, the times when you're feeling heavy, where the deal just got lost, where uh, a conflict happened, when you uh, had a disappointment. In those moments, we get to come back where, yes, we experience the pain, but we don't need to give into it. And we get to be weak in those moments, so to speak, to allow His power and His grace to come in and, um, and give us life and, and energy. So, I think I really just wanted to give an encouragement this, to us this morning, that as we embark on this year, as we embark on the idea that, hey, there's great things coming up, but then real life happens, real life hits we need to be able to come back to a place of courage that will know and give you a reason to keep asking for blueprints, to keep advancing and help. We are the ones that advance His kingdom with His grace and power that works through us, right? So we need to, we need to absorb these truths if we are going to have courage to step uh, a foot tomorrow and the next day when a challenge comes, when something hits across our path. So... I wanted to just read one final, maybe we could even stand as I, as I read um, the scripture. Paul knows that we are going to go through a life of, of difficulty. He knows what's on offer and that's why he prays. And that's a lot of his books he talks about. I humbly pray for you, and he prays for these things to be unveiled within us, to give us courage. Paul says, So I, humbly, I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth, 
And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being. That can be your expectation. With his divine might and explosive power, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. As we constantly dive into him, we can have an expectation of overflowing with the fullness of God. That is our inheritance. And so never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream. He will exceed your wildest imagination. He will do, outdo them all for his miraculously miraculous power constantly energizes you. And so friends, I want to just pray for us that as we embark on this year, that we would allow and rest and experience this immeasurable power that is taking us to a crescendo. It looks like glory to glory. Right. Can we close our eyes? And Father, I just thank you for your tenderness this morning. I really thank you for your tenderness, Father. You, it feels like you're diving deep into our hearts, Lord. And so, Father, just as these scriptures have been read, as Sean prayed earlier, I pray that that seed would just um, would take root. That there would be such a, a deep knowing and knowledge of your closeness, of your victory, of all of the beautiful things that you're calling us into, Father. I thank you, Jesus, that you are taking us from glory to glory, that we are part of an ever-increasing kingdom. And Father, we just want to open our hearts to you this morning and say we need you. We need you to come in, Holy Spirit, and unveil these riches that have been lavished upon us right from the beginning. I pray that you would reveal these riches and unveil them within us, that we would actually get to experience what is laid out for us, every single one of your holy believers. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website, thecollectivechurch.co.za.